Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news, products, and trends. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And in this episode, we're zooming into the best action cameras of 2021. Gabe is an expert in action cameras. He's used all of the main ones from Insta360, from DJI, and of course, GoPro. So he'll be giving us some of his insights into the action camera world, helping us pick out the best ones for different types of people. Um, But yeah, before we get to our action camera segment and all the action that's going to be jam-packed in there, we, of course, have quick news. So Gabe, roll that intro. Welcome to Quick News version 3.3 now, the segment where I talk about all the tech news I care about, and Setson just kind of sits there and occasionally says something. Starting off, we had the DJI FPV drone. We've heard about this for a while now. It is finally here, and the specs are pretty much as we predicted in the last episode. It starts at $1,300. You get 4K 60 FPS, 10 kilometer range, a brand new S mode, which is essentially no GPS, no anything. You can fly like a true FPV drone, and then it also has the emergency brake and hover. So if you're falling, tumbling out of the sky, boom, you can hit that emergency brake, and it'll pop you up into easily hoverable and non-crashing mode. Uh, The cool thing uh, that DJI did to make it their own thing, they introduced a motion controller that's kind of like a joystick, and you just like move it forward, move it down, stuff like that to move the drone around. They also have a in-app flight simulator, so you just hook up your phone to the goggles and can do some flight simulator stuff so that you can crash a digital drone, not your real drone. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, it's a very expensive way to get into FPV, but it is a all-in-one kit, which is what we expected from DJI. It looks great. I think people who are looking to get into FPV flying are going to be really happy with this option. Yeah, I uh, have not gotten it, which represents the first DJI drone I haven't purchased since the release of the Phantom 4, I think. Wow. Hasn't, maybe, hasn't gotten it yet. Maybe not yet. Uh, yeah. All right, Come, get, move check on. Check back in a couple episodes. Moving on, we had the Sony FX3. We also mentioned this in our previous episode. It leaked pretty heavily. What this is is essentially a repackaged A7S3, so very good for video. And this takes that up another notch by scrapping the EVF, so no more taking photos through a lens like a photographer. But you do gain an attachable top handle that doubles as an audio interface, as well as an internal cooling fan for near limitless 4K recording. However, you're going to be paying $400 more, uh, so it's going to be 3900 sets. And would you consider getting this camera? Uh, if you're solely into video production, I think it's a great option. But I think for most people, getting the regular A7S 3 with the photo capabilities is going to be the better move. Yeah, that's that's probably where I'd go with it. This is more for pure videographers uh, who don't ever want to take a photo. They don't even know what photos are, really. Sony also wasn't done there. They just recently actually announced a new wireless lav that pairs with their cameras through the multi-interface shoe on top. And it is, looks really cool, actually. You know, it's kind of like the Rode Wireless Go 2, which is also something new we saw. So we had two new wireless lav kind of clip-on microphones. Both of these are essentially, you put a little receiver on top of your camera. The Sony one goes right through the multi-interface shoe. The Wireless Go goes through the little 3.5 millimeter jack, no matter what type of camera you have. Otherwise, yeah, they're about the same I would say the Rode is most likely better. It has both uh, the ability to have one you know, on your main subject as well as have a second little transmitter or receiver pack on your... So we could both be sitting here. We could actually record this whole podcast now with what Rode Wireless goes to. It would set us back $300. The Sony Wireless Lab, however, is only $229. 
We also had another go-to, which we will talk about later in this episode. And that's not this podcast, even though we are the go-to podcast for tech. Uh, it was the Insta360 go-to, their new super tiny uh, action camera, which is, I think, basically the size of one of the wireless go-tos, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's nuts how small this action camera is. And I'm super excited to talk more about it. So definitely stay tuned for yeah, that. Unfortunately, we don't have that one on hand. We have pretty much every other action camera on the market there. So stay tuned for that. The other two things announced uh, in, so that are making it into quick news but aren't really as camera related is the Fitbit Ace 3. This is an $80 activity tracker for kids. So if you have kids out there and you want to track their activity, track their sleep, give them a little... The kids don't want this. It's just the parents. They I don't, don't know. They, want to know. they might want to watch. I'm joking. They, well, actually, they probably want an Apple Watch is what they want. And hey, go get them the Apple Watch SE. But this will save you about... $220. So a lot of money. And it's definitely, you know, if you're in the Fitbit ecosystem, it's a great option. The other cool thing we saw, if you're into audio, and especially if you're into Sonos gear, is the Sonos Roam. Now, this is a portable battery powered speaker with both Bluetooth and Wi Fi compatibility. Yeah, this is a really clever implementation where you can use the Sonos Roam at home as a regular Wi Fi connected speaker. And then you can also take it on the go, similar to what you could do with like a Bose Sound Lake Mini or something like that. Yeah, it looks like a vertical, uh, like kind of like the it's UE like a Boom. UE Boom. Yeah. yeah, UE Boom or JBL Charge. I was going to say it's $170 and starts shipping April 20th. The really cool thing is that there's actually backwards Bluetooth playability. So basically, you could hook up your phone or really anything, even like a turntable that has Bluetooth out, hook it up to the speaker. And that will then send over Wi-Fi to your other Sonos speakers. Oh, that's really cool. On your home system. So very cool if you're in the Sonos ecosystem. And if not, maybe this is a reason to get into it. But otherwise, that is it for quick news this week. Uh, let's see if we can stay with this format for a while. Who knows? Maybe by the next episode, we'll have switched up. But let's move on to the rest of the episode. Quick news. The main topic... This is what I'm here for, the action camera episode. Uh, Gabe, I feel like you are one of the, the best people I know to talk about action cameras. You have what, what action cameras do you have? I have a bunch sitting in front of me here, but since this is an audio medium, I will do you guys the service of explaining uh, which ones exactly are sitting in front of me here. We have the GoPro 8. We have the GoPro 9. We have the DJI Osmo Action, we have the Insta360 ONE R, and then we have the Insta360 ONE X too. Wow, it's like a, what do we say, a herd? Yeah, a herd, I don't know, maybe a flock, a, flock, a, a pack. school. Uh, I feel like they're a pack. Arrangement of action cameras right now, at least. So what, I think, you know, when you're thinking of action cameras, there are a few different kinds. We have 360 cameras, you have uh, super wide angle action cameras, you have some of the higher definition action cameras, um, what would you say, like, why are people getting into action cameras? What, what are action cameras serving as a creative tool for people creating uh, video content? Well, obviously, the main reason that you have action cameras is to capture action. It's in the name, and it's most likely how people have seen them used. I mean, GoPro has pretty much become synonymous with the word. Like, if you say a GoPro, people know what you mean. If I say, oh, I brought an action camera to film with, people are... What? You know? Yeah. They don't really know. So GoPro has really become like the iPod, uh, what that was to, you know, uh, what music audio, players, audio MP3 players, players, MP3 yeah. players. GoPro is to that. But really, they're all basically the same. They're designed with usually wide angle lenses so that you can capture all the action and you can put the camera close to the action 
this kind of harkens back to skateboarding videos. Like if you think of those, those are always filmed with super wide angle lenses, right? So A, you don't have a lot of shake, right? The longer the lens, the more shake you're going to have. So in a, in a situation where you don't likely have a stabilizer and you're not really going to have the time to like, oh, let's get this super smooth and do a couple takes, uh, it's better to have a wide angle lens so it minimizes the shake. And then the other thing is it just allows you to get closer to the action, which accentuates you know, any moves and stuff like that. Makes it 10 times more epic. Yes, it really does. So, so, I mean, why get an action camera? Like, couldn't I do this with a wide-angle lens on my Sony? Like, just get a wide-angle lens, get up close to the action, yeah, like, I'm good to go? I, I mean, you, you can. Uh, and a lot of people do it. And, you know, especially with the Ronin and some smaller gimbals, you can really get some really good stuff. And they're not really... Action cameras aren't intended to replace that, right? In a situation where you can get a Sony or get a, even a cinema camera in, that's probably the better option if you can do it. It's going to be better quality. What action cameras are really great for is going in places where you couldn't put another camera, whether that's because of weather, you know, snow, rain, underwater, heat, dust, whatever, or if it's because it's a small place and you couldn't mount a camera. Like if you want to put it on someone's helmet, mounting a A7S III is going to be a little, you know, that person's going to have to get some chiropractor bills by the end of the day. You know, it's a little heavy. So I think that because of that, we've seen action cameras, they mount them everywhere, head, shoulder, knees, and toes, pretty much, you know, uh, and you can get really cool shots. And we've come to know like certain shots, right? You got the POV and we've got, yeah, the head mount, as I said, we've got like the reverse head mount and stuff like, like looking back at the person, but really it's just creativity wherever you can go. Sure. Yeah. I think, uh, I love they're versatile, they're lightweight. And I think you, you made a really great point that. There are some instances where you can film an entire video on the action camera, but it's usually a specialized video where you're doing a first-person view of uh, of the film, and that's the whole film. But I think they're really there to add to, to videos, to vlogs, to content. With Well, this is what I would see. I contend that they're actually the ultimate B cameras, really, because most people have an A camera. They have their phone, and if not that, they have a very good camera, right, which is above their phone, like a DSLR, a mirrorless camera, something like that, even a point and shoot. And then they might even have their phone as like a backup or something like that. But the action cameras serve as a very good B camera because you can, they really can do a lot of things and they've added more and more things as they've gone on. Like I remember, you know, original GoPro three, that was the first action camera I got. You could do video, of course, photo, you got time-lapse, but of course that's spitting it out into photos. So you got to then take it into Photoshop. Now in this many iterations later, it goes straight to video automatically. It converts it. You had, I think that was pretty much it. Maybe they added night-lapse with the GoPro 4, but it's very limited. Now you have hyperlapse modes, which is basically like a time-lapse, but you can be moving. You have uh, HDR video, you have slow-mo modes. It's just sky is the limit. I really like them as time-lapse cameras because they're easy to put in places where people might not see like see them you know if you're out uh by the beach you can put them up in a tree and not worry about someone potentially stealing it because it's not like a huge dslr sitting there on a tripod or a phone clamped on something else you know i like them because of that so they're good for time lapses which are great for extending vlogs and stuff like that but then they're also good to supplement places where you don't want to bring your big camera or you don't want to bring your phone like when you're going in the water and stuff like that so how like ultimate B camera? How much are action cameras typically? They range in price, but I'd say if I had to pin me down one price, I would go three hundred this year. Actually, three fifty. 
Three fifty. All right. Yeah, three. You're about. You're gonna probably pay around three hundred fifty dollars for an action camera. Sweet. And I'm imagining there's. You know, you have a bunch of them, right? And I'm imagining you prefer some over others, and some are are, are better at certain things than the other ones are. Um, do you want to kind of like dive more into that after a quick break and maybe talk about the new Insta three sixty go to? Yeah. Let's actually. Uh, we've switched over to Anchor, so we might be having some ads soon uh, to support this podcast. So maybe we can work on producing some better content and more videos and stuff like that. So yeah, let's jump to a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about some more action camera. And we're back. Hopefully that was an interesting break. Wow, that was a very quick break for us. I was expecting for us to take a little more time. <laughs> it's probably actually a quicker break for us recording it here than it was potentially for you listening. But yeah, I'm just so excited about this. I guess. Okay, you so were like lights, camera, action. We yeah. have the camera and the action all in one. They're right here. They're sitting in front of me. I can't, yeah. I can't not talk about them. I think... Do well, you want, you've never had an action camera, I've okay? I've never had an action camera. Is your is your life just not interesting enough? What yeah, is going you on? You literally live with me. Have you seen me? I stand in my room on my computer yeah. for six to eight on hours a day. On your computer you stand. That's correct. It's, it's below <laughs> me. It. That would be interesting right there to you've, film. You, you've given me some weird looks about it, but I want yeah, to defend I mean, myself. Go film that, and GoPro might use that. Standing on a computer for a full day. 24, uh, Mr. Beast video. Testament, yeah. Testament to Apple's, uh, I guess. Industrial design. Really? iMac true. supports weight of Stetson. Stetson, which I guess you're not. Let's let's go get a football player, and then we'll really come back to them. <laughs> we'll identify. Um, but yeah, so Insta360, they are an action camera company. Are, would you say they're one of the top three? Like, what are the big brands? There's not the many, okay? Okay. So it's not hard to be in the top three. There are some uh, knockoff brands out there for sure. Uh, you've probably seen a few Google Action Camera or put it into Amazon Action Camera. You'll see what, SJ Cam, I think, is one. Um, Xiaomi is still around making some. Yi Tech might be still making some. I sold mine a while ago. There's always everyone is essentially action cameras are basically just a camera, a uh, cell phone sensor. Like they're super, super common sensor in there. And it's fairly easy to make. Like there's so many parts circulating around that. It's not hard for a company to whip up the parts to make an action camera. So you can get an action camera for 90 bucks, but yeah. So what differentiates you get, you get what you pay for. What do you mean by that? Is it image quality? Is I it... think the yeah, the two main things is going to be image quality for one, like you're getting a lot better uh, image quality as far as color, lighting, dynamic range and stabilization. And you're also getting a better app interface uh, by paying that extra money. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it, I would have to say. Yes. So, yeah, so Insta360, they're, I would say they're one of the major players. Um, do they, it sounds like they just make 360 cameras, though, right? Yeah, you would, you would think that by their name. They kind of didn't, you know, they pegged themselves in a niche and then we're like, okay, let's make stuff that's not 360 potentially. So, yeah, what's, what's new with the Go 2? So, they had the Go. Yeah, the what Go is, 2 is actually their only one that isn't a 360. Now, I think about it kind of, well, technically not really. The 1R also has a mod. That is a 4K one. We'll talk about that later. But the new Go 2 that just came out is the follow-up to the original Insta360 Go. And the Insta360 Go was really quite revolutionary. It was known as the 20-gram action cam, which love the ring to that. And it it was honestly more of a toy, I got to say. 
it looks cool and everything, but it was super limited. I think it was limited to one minute recording, maybe even 30 second clips. Yeah, I, I have here it was a 30 or 60 yes. second clip. They had a five minute recording for FPV, but that was only because you were moving so fast in the drone that it would cool off the camera. Yeah, it had overheating issues. That's yes. why the, the record time was so... And the battery was awful. You'd have to always constantly put it back in its little charging case. It was basically more like the Snapchat spectacles, honestly. But oh, that's such a, a good a small parallel. little camera pendant form. Yeah, yeah. So I think the cool aspects were it was magnetic and you could put it on a, a necklace, so to speak, around your neck with this magnetic yeah. pendant. Like, forget about it. Easy. Get that first person view. You had an app so you could control it with your phone. But I think the limitations were the battery, the resolution. It only uh, recorded video at up to 1080p. Yeah, it was yeah. 1080p at 25 frames per yeah. second. Uh, yeah, so pretty not- bad, especially for an action camera. You should be able to do some slow-mo. And also you couldn't get a live preview. No live preview, and it looks like the total runtime was 60 minutes, and this is with the charge case. Yeah, it only has an 8 gigabyte uh, memory built in. No micro SD (laughs) card support. So uh, very limited. Like, everything that you'd say, this is a toy camera. It was a toy camera. It was very cool, you know, for people who aren't super professional or just doing it for fun. This is actually a good alternative or was a good alternative for GoPro. And that's why we now have a Insta360 Go 2, because obviously they saw, hey, there is a market for this, you know. But I think while they did make some things better with this camera, I don't know. It almost seems like they made it worse for themselves. So let's let's talk about what they did differently. The big thing is now the battery life is way better. You can actually record, I think, up to 20 minutes in pro mode, 30 minutes in regular video mode. And the Battery life, I think, yeah, I think that's about what the battery life is. Once you put it into the case, you get, I think, 110 minutes and 120 minutes, possibly. So I think it's two and a half hours total, and yeah. I think the battery life of the camera itself is around 30 minutes. Yeah, so, so 30 that, minutes that would, by itself, that would be about right. extra two hours with the charging case. Yeah. And what's nice is there are magnets inside the camera, as we talked about, and it will kind of pop itself out if it's yeah, inserted it's incorrectly. Kind of like the AirPods, right? Yeah, yeah, so you'll know, all right, this is wrong. I'll flip it around, and it'll kind of snap in nicely and... um. Actually, the AirPods is a great parallel because that's about how big the charging case is. Yeah, the charging case. So this was the really cool thing they did, honestly. And the biggest upgrade for this one is that the charging case, yeah, it's about the size of the AirPods. But unlike the AirPods, which unfold kind of open like a treasure chest, this unfolds the long way on the top. Yeah. And when you unfold that, it actually exposes a little informational screen that's inside as well as a little record button, I think, and a photo or mode button. And so what this allows you to do is actually you can wirelessly control the settings. Usually it's just a tap on that. I think it's a one button type camera. And so it was always like, all right, looking at the light, is it recording? What mode am I in? But now you can actually look at that little informational display wirelessly and you can see, all right, I'm recording this, how long I'm recording this, what mode it's in and everything. These are the settings. Very cool. Kind of what GoPro did when they first introduced, you know, the screen on the, or actually, Actually, more just harkens back to the original GoPros that had the informational the screen on the front and no screen on the back. And then that also doubles as a tripod. So if you leave it snapped into the case, you can actually be recording for up to that full two and a half hours and have it mounted someplace. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the case is probably the one of the biggest improvements here. As Gabe mentioned, little tripod feet are built into it, so you can kind of record a and selfie. Also, or also a quarter-inch mount, too. And a quarter-thread, quarter, quarter uh, so you can actually mount it on a tripod in the case. And you have the wireless control. So it's like a remote. You can take it with you. It's a really nice design. Um, But even though you are getting up to two and a half hours of battery, you only have 32 gigs of internal storage, 28 of which are usable. 
So you're really looking at up to, I would say max 45 minutes, depending on your settings. Uh, is that, did you actually look that up? Yeah, I have that written down. So I'm like, I'm 90% confident. It could be 30 that minutes. That might be right. But I mean, it, it is more than you would like, th- like 28 gigs doesn't sound like very much, but it is more than you think because you're not recording at 4K video, right? You're only recording yeah. 1440p. They did up it. So it's not 1080p, it's 1440p. And it is 80 megabits per second, which is the big jump from 40 megabits per second on the previous camera. So while the resolution didn't go up by that much, the megabits per second or the bit rate of recording did, which is very important. You get more information. That's why when there's been some side-by-side tests with it in the GoPro 9, quality is actually, yeah. like if you were to blow it up, uh, you definitely see the sharpness a little better with the GoPro because it is at 4K or 5 point, I think it's 5K actually, potentially with the GoPro 9. But because it has, I think, only 100 megabits per second on the GoPro and it's 80 megabits per second on the Insta360 Go 2, it actually has a lot of information being recorded and data being recorded for uh, how you know resolution size. I've seen a lot of comparisons on YouTube, and I was very impressed, actually, with what the Insta360 Go 2 was able to put out in terms of image quality. I thought a lot of the times the images were really bright and, and better exposed. I know Potato Jet had a video where uh, in dusk, a dusk sort of scene where the sun was setting, I thought the Insta360 Go 2 actually looked better than the GoPro yeah. because it was doing a lot of uh, noise reduction and the image. Maybe it was softer, but it also didn't have the grain you got with the noise. And yeah, so I think I saw that video too. I was I, totally I was agree. impressed. Like I think it can compete. You know, it maybe isn't necessarily trying to compete directly with the GoPro. Well, 9. see, here's this is the thing. One one thing I will say, it does have a replaceable lens, which is a big upgrade. So you can put ND filters on, as well as I'm eventually imagining a more macro lens, which could be kind of cool. But now the big thing that I will say about this camera that has me a little hesitant about it. Uh, okay, so. Only the photos are 6.5 megapixels. I did the math on it because they are not very forthcoming with this stat. Obviously, it doesn't look very good where most cameras are shooting at least like 10 I'm, or 12 I'm megapixels. I'm seeing 9 megapixel photos. They're saying that? Yeah, 9 megapixel. On what but site? But it's also going to be that square. I think who's, that's the Who's full saying that? b photo video. That might be the panoramas. You think that's the panorama? I think that's counting the panorama because I did the math on the 25 by 60, 25 by 60, and that's only 6.5 megapixels. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I they don't have it on their site either way. You have to you know either go someplace else or uh, do the math yourself. So that's that's one of the things. But either way, the big thing which I think is a it doesn't have a built-in battery, which is something that is very important for if you're recording action or on the go. It's nice to be able to chuck in a battery if you aren't able to get to an outlet or to plug it in for a while. The big thing is that it went from being $199 on the original Insta360 Go to now it's $300. That sounds like a bigger jump. $200 to $300, a $100 jump, which is a big deal when the GoPro 8 is only $300 and the GoPro 9 is only $350. Ooh, so yeah, that is pretty huge. It's a lot harder sell saying this is worth fifty dollars less than the GoPro than going. This is you know for one hundred fifty less than the GoPro, you could get this camera like that's yeah. all right. That's like okay, it's like slightly over half what the GoPro is. Yeah, that's a fun fun thing to get. It's not trying to be a GoPro, but now that they've kind of jumped up in the price bracket, I I'm not so sure about it, but. Obviously, it's a very big hit among FPV drone pilots because of its small size. Yeah, you know, I think that's actually a great point. So jumping back actually to the megapixel count, yeah. you're definitely correct. 
6.5 megapixels if you do the math out. Yeah. So maybe the 9 megapixels is some sort of panorama I think it's mode. it's panorama mode, yeah. Or maybe it's being upscaled. Um, but either way, yeah, that's a low resolution. But you bring up a great point with the FPV drones. This camera is super light. I believe it's around 28 or 29 grams. grams. 27 grams. Yeah, it went okay. from being 20 grams. They did make this one a little bigger. But to put that but in it gained comparison, waterproofness. It's waterproof. Down to 13 feet. To 13 feet. And the lightness just makes it so much better to pop on an FPV drone. First yep. of all, it's, it's like its own standalone unit. You can put it on the drone. You don't need to wire it in for battery or anything like that. Like it's got its built in battery, it's good to go. Um, and it has an FPV mode where you can actually extend the recording time. I believe it's up to 30 minutes if you are yeah, an FPV I think drone. That's what it is. So. Uh, that's great. It's wide angle at 11 millimeters, so you're getting a yeah, huge I mean, field of view. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like with this, and really the thing I'm most excited for it isn't really a particular mode or anything, but it's the fact that this camera is using circular video to basically, it, that's the way that it's kind of this weird where it's 25 by 60, 25 by 60, because it is a square, but then most of the time you're going to either be doing 1440 by 25 by 60, or you're going to be doing that in vertical format. And why I think this is really cool is if you've ever shot something for YouTube and then been like, oh, I want to put a, a highlight on Instagram's Reels or TikTok or something like that, you know the age-old dilemma of, all right, now I have to crop in on vertical video and try to figure out how to reframe it so it looks good. Like, yeah. This is what Quibi was trying to solve in one way and failed. But I think round video could work. And really, Snapchat's been doing it since the spectacles. Those were really cool. And I still think our – I wish they would catch on more. But like basically, you would record with them round video and when you'd view it on snapchat no matter which orientation you held your phone in it would always be filling the full screen it's really really cool yeah. and with the round video you can do a huge amount of work with stabilization and they have their amazing horizon line leveling feature yep. right where you can actually hold the camera in any orientation and it will crop and keep the horizon perfectly level i mean the only thing is i don't practically know I've never used that. I don't like it personally. It looks really weird. And I guess, I don't know. I just don't think it's a great thing. Usually if you're using an action camera, you want to show the action. If you're on a person, you want to show they're looking which yeah, way up and yeah. down and stuff like that. So, it, so yeah, it, it is a thing. It's in the GoPros as well. Maybe, maybe we can kind of end this off. Like, how do you think the Insta360 Go 2 compares with the original? And then after we talk about that, maybe we segue into the best how does action it, yeah, the best action camera. How does it stack yeah. up against the, okay. the other okay. options out there? So, uh, I mean, blows away the original one. The original yeah, one was 100%. a toy. This one is still, I think, toy-ish, but it's actually slightly getting into more usefulness because of the longer recording time, more internal storage, stuff like that, and better video quality. So it's worth looking into, but really, I mean, let's talk. let's now talk about the rest of the field. And we're going to probably call this episode Best Action Cameras of 2021 or something like that. But disclaimer, like not all action cameras are out yet, obviously, that are going to be released in 2021. We're still on the horizon. Have the GoPro 10, the GoPro Max 2 or something. I don't know what they'll eventually call it, but that's their 360 camera from GoPro. We'll have the Osmo Action 2, which might just be called the Action 2. And we might even be getting an Insta360 One R2. So still potentially a lot of action cameras out there. But we're going to make this now because... Why not? People need action. Yeah, people need action camera. We're coming out of a year in the pandemic. People are getting that vaccine in their arms. They're going to be wanting to go out, do stuff, have fun, get the thrills that they haven't got all year, and looking for some action cameras. So we're going to break them down, which one you should get potentially. Starting off, 
Yeah, do you want to do like categories? Like, no, we're just gonna start off with the, the one, best. the one that is the best. Obviously, like, there's no doubt the GoPro Nine. Yeah, I think. I mean, all right. So, I would actually, I'll debate that with the Insta360 One R. No, no, you don't think so? Why do you? Why is the Hero Nine getting? I go the on my one? YouTube channel and look at the side by side comparison between the Insta360 One R and the GoPro Eight, actually, and you'll see very clearly the video quality. It's just not there with the Insta360 One R. It's a great camera, and I think if you want to get a 360 camera, potentially look into that. But you have to understand it's a very different path you're going down, and I'm actually going to talk about regular action cameras first and then 360 cameras Okay, later. okay, so regular ones first. So yeah, Hero 9 taking the spot. Hero 9 definitely taking the spot. If you're trying to save money, the Hero 8 is really almost better in some ways. It's smaller. Uh, it has no front-facing screen, so it actually gets very similar battery life, if not better battery life in a lot of scenarios. And it's, yeah, smaller, same battery, but yeah, that's $300, so $50 less than the GoPro 9. And even if you're trying to save more money, the GoPro 7 is still a very worthy uh, camera out there. Still probably in the top five, potentially, for no, probably 10 at least, yeah. action cameras. And you can probably score that one for closer to... 250 maybe even 200 and i think gopro did a lot of great things this year with the hero 9 right we're getting 5k video recording we're getting their yeah, new 5k hyper, recording hyper smooth 3.0 i think they're hyper on. smooth 3.0 I, I haven't really noticed it's that much better they did introduce horizon lock which gave take, is it, you're take, not... take it or leave it it is what it is they also did put the front facing screen which is really great if you are a vlogger or do a lot of shots where you're filming yourself or putting the camera in places where you can't see the rear screen so that's a great thing. I haven't used it but a couple times. And they also, what was the other big thing they did? Oh, yeah, it's a removable lens, and they introduced some cool mods with this one, like the Max lens, which basically it's crazy how wide angle it does, and you can literally then flip this camera around any which way, and it'll keep the horizon locked. And then they also have the GoPro frame or some, something like that, which basically puts on uh, HDMI output and, and stuff like that. And then also has a mic built in. So. so yeah, sounds great all around. Great price for three hundred fifty cameras. Uh, uh three hundred fifty dollars. Sorry for this camera. I would definitely recommend buying it through GoPro.com. You get with the three hundred fifty dollars a year subscription to GoPro Plus or GoPro subscription. I think they're now calling it, and that gives you cloud backups straight from the camera, and also gives you the "you break it, we replace it" warranty, which I have used and works very well. Basically, if you break the camera for any reason you just send it into them and they'll replace it for you that's pretty nice and uh how is gopro software an app it's maybe i i'd say it's, it's smooth you can, there's no complaints about it whatsoever connecting sometimes is a little bit of a pain but it's kind of that the same with all action cameras or okay. cameras in okay. general uh, and it doesn't have some of the cooler features of like what we'll talk about with the insta360 cameras but it's super reliable super good i think they I don't know. I'm not going to get too deep into the software because it's hard to explain on the audio yeah, format. Yeah, I was, I was just like broad overview. Yeah, like it, it works. It's, it's, it's the standard and a lot of them are trying to copy it. Basically. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And uh, so that was number one. Number two, would you go with something like the Well, Osmo? the number two would probably be the GoPro 8. Oh, really? Arguably. You're just, okay. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue against it because GoPros are so ubiquitous. They're so common. They're so easy to use. The user interface is just incredible. The screen is huge compared to any of the insta360 ones so really i'd, I'd go one and two if you're really trying to save money maybe 
two two could go to the the DJI Osmo Action, but it's starting to show its age, and it's the heaviest of them. Actually, it might be the same way as the GoPro Nine now, but I don't know. I was never really a big fan of the Osmo Action. There are some people who love it. It's a really well designed. I mean, it, this started and pioneered the front facing yeah uh, display. Yeah, GoPro did copy them. We will put that out there, and for thankfully so. Like yes, that was definitely. brilliant. It was a good idea by DJI to do it. And I mean, you can like that's a well built action camera. It feels solid, and does the lens screw? Yeah, the, the lens, lens screws. They off. also which GoPro then copied as well. So really, the GoPro Nine was GoPro copying everything DJI did. That's it, a, that feels weird. It does to me. have HDR video, and it has, uh, I think, a lot of good manual modes. That's why people like it. But overall, I've just how's battery on all of them? Like battery, what do you say? It's, it's they're all pretty good. Uh, the only one I'm not too thrilled about would actually they're all good. Yeah, the only one I'm kind of not thrilled about is the uh, the Go Two because it's not a it's a built-in battery. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. other ones you can pop out batteries. Oh, I see. Yeah, so you can build up a collection of batteries. Be like, exactly. all right, I'm doing a day of filming. Like, go, go, go. Swap yeah, them in. Yeah, if swap you're them going out. out skiing, you can chuck three batteries in your backpack and swap them out as you go. Not That's worry awesome. About charging. Yeah, I think I like a lot of what you're saying. I would say, I mean, you don't have it here, but I would say the if you have the budget, right? I think the Insta360 One R with the one inch sensor. That is the only camera that can compete with the Hero 9, but it's also like what, starting at 430 bucks or something like that? With the one inch sensor, it's not. It's a lot more than that. You think sir. so? Yes. I'll, it's about $600 because I know the sensor, the one inch mod alone is like 300 bucks. Jeez. It's yeah. very expensive. So I don't even include that in this category because it doesn't really feel like an action camera at that point. People are more using that to film stuff that only a small camera can film. So I, I wouldn't include it. Yeah, the Osmo Action is a is a good deal. I I've yes. never really been too thrilled about it. I have gotten some great results with it, and there's been some really cool stuff that people have done with it as well that DJI has reposted. So it's it's a good it's a good camera. You can't go wrong with it. And for two hundred dollars now, it's a pretty good That's, deal. Yeah, I yeah I think I mean you do have to take price into consideration, but I think you're right from the the test results that you've done and from what I've seen, GoPro is knocking it out of the part in terms of detail clarity. Yeah. HDR and also the night photo mode. DJI does not have a night lapse mode of any sorts. You can kind of do it manually, but it's just awful. Not good quality. GoPro does have a built-in night lapse mode, night photo mode that can just automatically. You don't have to set any exposure or anything. Boom, it does it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. It's really so, great. Yeah. I think if you're looking to get into action cameras, GoPro is probably the way to start. Yeah, 100%. GoPro. I mean, there's a reason they are synonymous with it. They're the market leader. But, of course, that one company, Insta360, is coming up pretty fast. They started with 360 cameras. We've talked about them. Now they have the Go 2. And I would really say their best entry, it's it's weird. I think it's kind of, the Go 2 isn't really an action camera. I would say it's more of a lifestyle camera. You can even look at how they've advertised it and sent it to a lot of YouTubers who aren't like action vlogger, uh, you know, camera type people and more just regular people. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're just showing it off, trying to expand their reach and their audience. Well, I think it's more that they're trying to make the argument that it's not an action camera. It's a take-anywhere type camera. It's like your vacation camera. Like That's what they're wanting it more to be, the travel when, camera, wearing it around your neck yeah, yeah. Like as you board the plane. Like I can totally see that actually is very appealing. I've done vlogs where I've gone on, cam uh, on planes and traveling and stuff, and having to pull out a GoPro or even, I mean, chucking it in your pocket, it's not that hard, but it's if you can have it around your neck and just tap and be recording while you're having an interaction when you just need like a two second clip for your vlog that is really 
Yeah. Mwah. Yeah. I think, I think I what, that. you know, this is kind of pivoting to a new subject, but I think what Insta360 is doing with the Go 2 is really making it easier to capture those little moments, your everyday life, uh, to make it accessible to more people. And I think, I think it's really cool what they're doing. And I, I kind of like it as your, your travel camera, you're going on a trip, you want to stay in the moment, not be staring at a screen or, you know, have the huge chest mount on or a huge, yeah. you know, helmet I, mount I would on. put this more in the category of like the spectacle. So, yeah. Right? Okay. I think, yeah, it's like, it's the best version of the lifestyle camera we've seen so far, Yeah, but it can't yeah, quite compete the one with the actions. It reminds me of, what was it? The Go or Google Gosh, the, the Google glasses? Pick? Google. No, like remember that little square camera? They oh had? my god! Right, the clip, clip, pick or something. The clip, the, the clip, I clips, think. click, 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 clips. C-L-I- I think Google Clips. I think it was C L I Q. I don't know. Maybe it was Clip. One of the two. But yeah, Google had this little square. Yeah, Clips. Clips. Yeah, hands free. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that, and I think it has a market. I think a lot of people will like it. Especially when they release the minion version this summer that looks like a minion. <laughs> it's gonna be perfect for kids. Honestly, I yeah, I don't even like that that's so unprofessional, but I almost want that because <laughs> it's cute. Gosh, it'd make, you a, you're wearing a minion. It makes pictures to... so so fun. And yeah, I think kids it's a lot more enticing to give a kid one of those, especially a younger kid. I'm thinking like under under eight. Under twelve. Under, under twelve, I would maybe say. even. Then a GoPro. I don't know. I see like ten or twelve. They start getting into GoPros potentially. A little more complicated. A little more high techy. A little more, you know, about pro- professional getting good video quality versus just hey, let's capture those fun well, memories. I, I don't know. I think you know what we've seen is the the Go Two can capture good looking results. Um, but yeah, you're definitely right. If you want to up it, that's when you go into GoPro. Yeah. Um, but you're really yeah, getting serious. I think we should. The do- last one, yeah. This kind of bridges the gap. Is the Insta Three Sixty One R. Now, the Insta360 ONE R is out there in its own field and, like I said, bridges this gap because it's the only modular action camera. Now, what that means is, I'm as I'm right now taking it apart, it literally breaks apart like Legos into a little camera module that has the lenses. It then has the brain, which has the screen and the off-on button and the controls. And then it has the little battery base that is the battery, and you can swap it out for... Rather than taking out a battery, you just swap out the battery base and pop a new one on. That is so kind of cool. looks like a little skateboard or tech deck. So, I think this is a really cool idea. It's a year old, almost actually exactly almost a year old now. And what it allows you to do is for I think four hundred and eighty dollars, I think it is, you get both the dual lens module, which is the three sixty module, as well as the regular action camera module, the four K wide angle module or mod. And you can play around with it. And I think this is a really great option for someone who is thinking of trying out 360 video because 360 video is cool, but it's a very different approach uh, to filming, right? Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. Because it's not just like, all right, I'm going to put a camera looking this way. It's more like, all right, a camera here will look good because the action will revolve around it or, right? It's, It's so different. You're absolutely correct. I mean, I've been I've been filming for over ten years now. It's insane, and it's definitely the the type of camera that pushes me the most to rethink stuff is three sixty cameras. So yeah, let's uh, quickly go over pricing here for the one yeah. R. The base model is three hundred bucks. Yeah, that's, so that's just the four K wide angle. That's correct. If that's competing with like a GoPro or a exactly exactly. 
Then if you want to up it to the twin edition where you're getting the wide angle and the 360, I'm seeing that for $480 yeah, on B&H. And then for the one inch edition, it's $550. Yeah. So for Insta360, like you're getting kind of a good camera that can do multiple and, and, things. And the 360 one, just the 360 is $430, which is the same price as the 1X2. Oh, that's interesting. And 1X2 being the dedicated 360 dedicated camera. Dedicated 360 camera from uh, Insta360. Yeah, so I think definitely the one that bridges the gap, and if you're like, I want a GoPro, but I also kind of want to try 360 stuff, you can go with the Insta360 One R and know that, hey, I can swap in that 4K module when I just want to focus on filming you know, stuff in front of the camera and stuff like that. But also, if I want to get really creative and do some of the super awesome stuff that Insta360 has pioneered, like their Shot Labs, that really they're just always adding stuff. It's crazy the things that you can do. So the Shot Labs, that's the video editing software that... So the Shot Labs, yeah, unlike GoPro, which definitely has an app and, you know, you can do stuff with it on your phone. You can download it on your phone, edit it on your phone. Insta360 really is like built around editing it on your phone and completely like the app that they have for the computer does maybe 10% of what... The oh my one, gosh. Which is unreal. Usually it's the opposite. And it's, oh, it's just, I, that is actually one of my complaints. If you are a pro video editor, like it's awful trying to do stuff with Insta360 cameras because you got to do it all on your phone, export it. I mean, you can do it a lot of, you can do some stuff on your computer, but like if you really want to get the cool things, you got to do it on your phone and then export it and upload it to Dropbox or send it to your computer. Sure, sure. But yeah, as I was saying, the app for Insta360 is everything. You know, you uh, get a 360 clip send it to your phone and then you actually you don't send it it stays on the camera and you use these things called shot labs which basically are kind of like, think of them like almost recipes i'd want to say or like okay okay like pre-made tricks have okay you, have you seen some of them uh well so i think these are like video effects kind of like where you can do like a hyperlapse and it'll like track you yeah. and your, your legs yeah. so as you're walking that's what i was saying it's kind of like a pre-made recipe of like all right here's we figured out how we can if you film this type of clip we can do this cool thing to it. It's like a almost a video filter, but instead of changing the image quality, yeah, it's it's changing like the effect of what the video is doing. Yeah. Like Tiny Planet is one I know for the Tiny 360. Planet, the, the Sonic Dash is a pretty iconic one where you kind of like carry it behind you. Actually, the one the one that's probably the most iconic is the walking type one where you hold the with the invisible selfie stick, which is our, in its of itself is iconic. And you hold that out and go for like walk along someplace, and then you take that five minute, three minute long video clip, bring it into the app, and it will fast forward you walking, but keep your legs either in the same place, so it just looks like you're just sliding along with your legs static, or you're walking forward super slowly, or walking backwards super. That's slowly. amazing. It's, it's hard to explain, but go to their YouTube channel, look up like Insta360 Shot Lab. Uh, I think it's like walking fast forward effect. I don't know something like that, and it's. It's very cool. So I think the Insta360 cameras are a great option for people who aren't necessarily looking for them to fit into a traditional video workflow, but maybe just looking for stuff to spice up there. Yeah, explore, do something cool, try something new. Yeah. I think that kind of segues into the 360 world, though, yep. because we have what GoPro has. What are they doing for... GoPro does have a 360 camera. They were... The think, Max? Is that what it's called? I think they were one of the... Well, they originally had the GoPro Fusion. Then they now have the GoPro... It was the 8 Max, and they kind of dropped the 8 and just left it as the GoPro Max. Okay. Uh, and that probably will get updated this year, I imagine. GoPro 
it's a, it is a great 360 camera, honestly. It gets forgotten a little bit because Insta360 is just dominating it, and it is a bit chunky of a camera, but it's, it's great quality. It's essentially two GoPros in one, and it does have a screen built in. And that one, what does that go for? Typically? That goes for technically five hundred dollars. It's now now four fifty on B and H. Okay. And four hundred, I think, actually on GoPro's website. But that's like, yeah. Um. So I would, but if you're gonna go three sixty, I really think the way to go is with an Insta three sixty camera. And the one R is definitely the way to go if you want potentially the ability to get, you know, that you're not committing. You're you want it both best. Yeah. Of both if worlds. you want to do that one inch module, which is a Really good quality uh, camera. Yeah, it's really it's good. Hasselblad, or no, it's a Leica lens, sorry. And then you could also do the 360 module with that. But if you want to go purist, the Insta360 One X2 is, I think it's almost identical specs to the One R. There's some slight improvements, like a slightly better um, four mic setup versus, I think it's only two or three mics on the One R. A couple of improvements here or there. But overall, it's basically the same 360 camera as the One R. And this is. Yeah, it's a great camera. It's a lot better for doing the invisible selfie stick because it simply has a tripod screw right in the bottom and you screw it onto the little selfie stick and boom, you're ready to go. I know our friend Grayson, I've given it to him and he's done some really cool things. Uh, skiing, putting it on a plane even. And and then I had a, uh, some other person I met who does mountain boarding and you know we did some cool things where he was either holding it or they have a hip mount where you can mount it off like it's a belt that goes around the waist and then you stick the invisible selfie stick up and it looks like it's just a drone kind of following them. It's so, so cool. That's so cool. The Insta360 cameras are definitely groundbreaking and always trying to get, you know, I would, it's kind of like Samsung, right? Where they're putting cool features, but the Insta360 ones are actually useful. <laughs> they're not just completely gimmicks. Some are gimmicky, but a lot of them are actually really cool. That's yeah. I think they're doing a great job. They have refined their software. They're putting a ton of time and energy and effort into that. And what's so cool about 360 is, you know, as you mentioned, you don't really need to quote unquote get the shot. Like you can get the shot in post production with keyframes. Yeah. You can move around. You can pivot through the frame. And I think that's like a whole new world of creative. It video is editing. really amazing. The only thing I've struggled with is it does sometimes feel like it's adding almost an extra step and making the step of framing up your shot harder because. With the GoPro, you simply, you know, physically in space, you're framing up your shot, you're doing it at the time of, and you don't have to worry about it again. That's the shot you got. And it's a very easy thing. It's something we understand just naturally as, all right, if I put this facing that way, that will see the action. But with Insta360, it's like, all right, I'm capturing everything, but how close do I want to be? What will the FOV be? How wide will it be, right? It's just, it makes you think, which is a good thing in some ways, because it will change your filmmaking for the better. It will force you to think outside the box, but it also could be a bad thing if you're expecting, I just want a camera that films. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's a, that's a great summary. And yeah. where do you think the, the go-to, yeah, you said it's just kind of the lifestyle. So it's not really. It doesn't really fit in any of them. It's more like if you want spectacles, more if you just don't want to have to carry your phone around or have to use your phone always to film. And if a GoPro intimidates you, like, ah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that action-y. You know, my lifestyle is me petting my cat and uh, going for a drive with my friends and camping. Like, if you feel like that's not GoPro-y enough, then the, one, the go-to might be And what I like about the go-to is with the software, it can auto-edit. And Insta360 is promoting, you know, their auto AI that will, you know, grab clips mm, that they think are meaningful. Yeah, I, I still, AI editing is... I think it's got a. It's the holy grail that every camera maker keeps promising, 
and is searching for, but I don't know if anyone will ever quite find it within the time period they're saying, right? Maybe sure, maybe sure. five, ten years from now, yeah, we'll have it and we'll all be out of jobs. But until then, I think it's I really don't know, gimmicky. I, I think it's nice where if you go on a trip or something and using it as your casual camera, like, great, here's a quick highlight reel. You don't have to do anything, right? I guess. Like for I those mean, people. I, I'm a little bit jaded because I, I'm like, I know what I want. Yeah, I, you're I different. You're I different. Like, you're not the target. You're not getting this camera, yeah. right? And so that I think yeah. it's nice for some average consumers. Like, hey, I don't feel as comfortable in a video editing software. I think that this could be a, a benefit to me where I can get some cool highlights, share them with friends, yeah. or whatever, call it a day. And the one thing I will say about Insta360 that continues to impress me is they roll out updates uh, for even a year after the camera will have come out or, you know, six to eight months that really is adding great new features. So I got to give it to them. They keep pushing updates to these cameras. And they're big updates, media updates with tons of new things. I mean, they added like AirPod support, right? So you can wirelessly record from your Air, your AirPods to your uh, uh, camera. And I think even Apple Watch support, so you can trigger it for some of their other cameras. Yeah, they're very innovative, pushing the edge of stuff. But, you know, the GoPro stuff is reliable. Tried and true. And then DJI is, I don't know if you're a DJI fanboy and want something cheap. So, yeah, maybe we can just do like what for for each kind of person the best action camera like maybe the casual traveler the vlogger the actually like who Ooh, okay. who are these pe like who are these cameras for uh give which me, well one? you you give me the people okay all right, all i'm right. gonna i could just come up with an infinite number of people so i guess based on the friends out let's say you're like my friend grayson you're super yeah. actiony adventurous you're going on trips you're skiing you're mountain climbing what do you pick up i would probably recommend for him a gopro or the Insta360 One X2, depending on if he was looking to get into 360 cameras. If not, I'd say just get a GoPro 9, GoPro 8, you're good to go. So it sounds like the the 360 is kind of that threshold where if you want 360, yep. maybe you go with the One X2, maybe you go with that One R for that hybrid. But really, if you want the best of the best action camera, you're getting the GoPro. I would more, because he's more professional, I would more just say One X2 or GoPro. Don't mess around with the One R. That's doing a medium job at both. Yeah. yeah you want the best of You want the best getting. of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's say you're someone like me who is standing on their computer in their room. Um, I'd say first, get off your computer. <laughs> That's not how you use it. And then I'd, you know, probably... Gosh, this is a tough one. This is actually the hardest question. You didn't I've expect gotten. me to throw this at you. Like, Stetson doesn't need one. The Enigma. Maybe maybe um, I don't need one. That's an okay answer. I would, yeah, I would say probably for you, either the, actually the DJI Osmo Action, I feel like. Just because it's the cheapest and like. Because it's the cheapest because you can put on lenses with it. Like I know there's some macro lenses you could get some cool shots with. And the DJI app is pretty cool. It also, uh, yeah, the cheapest and the manual modes are kind of nice with HDR would, video. Would you recommend stuff. that over like a Hero 8 or something well, like that? Well, I would probably, I'd recommend probably the Osmo Action or the Go 2 would probably be the two. Okay, okay. I mean, the GoPro 8 is good, but like, I don't feel like you, someone like you would necessarily use it yeah, 100% to the not. fullest extent and need all of its rugged capabilities. And I mean... I feel like it'd be cooler to have the go-to for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go with a vlogger. Like someone who... I'm a vlogger, mate. <laughs> go out. You're my sharing your life. My name's uh, Vlogger Steve. <laughs> Vlogger's the name and vlogging is the game. Um, That's a horrible accent. Uh, I would probably say the best vlogging camera is... Uh, 
a GoPro. I gotta say, uh, the ability to add a mic in or use the mic mic'd case, uh, like the uh, I forget what it's actually called, but the the case kind of f- f- uh, that fits around it, and the fact that there's also the most amount of accessories out there for GoPros mm, yeah. means that you can build up your vlogging kit to be whatever you want. You can put a light on it. You can put a uh, you know a selfie stick with I don't know a. You can have your phone mounted on the side so you can read stuff. Like the number of accessories out there for GoPros are insane. If you want to build something to vlog with, that's the way to go. If you want to go with an action cam, I, I will say that from the comparison videos I've seen, the audio quality on the Hero Nine I think is the best out of all of the action cameras. It is really great. They did a good job, and the fact that you can also add on, like I said, that cage that adds a mic built in and also a 3.5 millimeter jack, that's just wonderful. All um, right. The I only, think the, yeah, the, the other ones I wouldn't even bother with. Last last one you're in Hollywood, yeah. okay? Yeah, massive film production. What are you using? So you're looking professional. Um I would I mean the Insta 361R with that Leica lens. Yeah, if you're in Hollywood, you don't really have too much of a budget. You're not worrying yeah, about spending that's $550. That's a really great quality camera. I've seen some incredible results with it i actually there's this creator i think his name is hugh ho like hugh h-u-g-h-h-o-u i think is his name he does some great 360 stuff we're trying to actually get him on this podcast hopefully eventually he'll come on talking about 360 <laughs> cameras but he uh did some cool stuff using that lens and then an attachment thing which actually put on an adjustable like dslr type lens onto the no front way. yeah and so he was able to get you know instead of a super wide angle like using a I don't know, like a 50 millimeter on Jeez. it. Very That's cool. Amazing. That is amazing. And, and showed off the quality of that, like a one inch sensor lens. So yeah, Sweet. I mean, I would like to see GoPro release a camera that had a one inch sensor. It would obviously be better quality, but it kind of goes against what they're doing, which is trying to make it small, compact. Right, like that. right. Well, uh, yeah, Gabe, I think you did a wonderful job uh, helping us get to yeah, the best. I, I mean, hopefully I did. Uh, there's just so many. You can't go wrong with a GoPro and basically DJI eventually they'll release the action two down the road. That'll be interesting. Insta 360. They're, for they're 360. the fun one. They're yeah. the fun one. They're innovating and they're the way to go for 360. Yeah. I think so that's, that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Before we uh, head out um, from this, I actually see that I have a voicemail to check. Uh, is this from you? Oh yeah. I actually called you early. You didn't, you didn't pick up, but no, I didn't. So let's actually just listen to this now. This is our, new uh check gabe's voicemail segment we're gonna say sponsored by uh the best phone plans.net hey gabe this is stetson Colin for the best phone plan segment what's new in wireless two key updates t-mobile announced their magenta max plan this is their brand new plan it goes all in on unlimited you get unlimited postpaid priority data that means your data speeds are the fastest speeds available at all times. Your speeds will never be slowed down based on how much data you've used. Update number two for you here, US Mobile just announced brand new unlimited plans. Taxes and fees are included. It drops to as low as $25 per line when you have three lines or more. So family of three paying 75 bucks. And the best part is when you have three or four lines, you can get a subscription service covered for free. This is Spotify Family, this is Apple Music, this is Netflix, this is your Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus subscription. So I think US Mobile, fantastic option for families. They use Verizon for coverage, so you're getting great speeds, great performance, and an amazing new price. Those are my updates. 
Hope you're doing well. Take care. Bye. Wow. Thanks. Uh, that was a great informational message, Setson. Weird that you wished me. Oh, is this this was when I was on my trip? That's why you said yeah, you're yeah. doing well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my trip to Utah was pretty good. Uh, great photos there. Crash, what? What? Crashed act- a drone. Oh no! Crashed a drone. Covered it. The drone and uh, dusted it off a little bit. Got the red rock dust out of my Mavic 2 Pro and still flew. So my question: What action camera did you bring with you? I brought the GoPro 9 and the Insta 360 One X2. Got some great star lapses with the Insta 360 One X2. Did you see these on my Twitter or Instagram? Oh, heaven! Uh, it's really incredible. Basically, set it out all night, then went into the app, Star Trails Shot Lab thing, boom, and on my phone it processed like oh my Star God. Trails in which, real time, which is something that takes hours to do usually in like Photoshop and stuff. And this just is like, boom, we'll just do those curved star trails slowly with the oh, incredible and just a really testament to what Insta360 is doing with their cameras and their technology and software. Wow, that yeah. sounds incredible. And that wraps up this incredible episode on action cameras. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend. You can follow us at Pinch to Zoom Pod on Twitter and at Pinch to Zoom Podcast on Instagram. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe, action cam man. Gabe. <laughs> I'm, I'm action man cam. I'm, 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 I'm action cam. I'm action cam man Gabe. There we go. Nice. And we look forward to talking to you in the next episode. So I like the GoPro actually because it has the word GoPro on it. And that means I'm a pro. So people well, know this means you're, you're going to pro. This one, no pro. Okay, <laughs> it says no pro <laughs> no, on it. No pro. <laughs> that would actually be a good name. It's the new Osmo No Pro.